Welcome to the Curious and Curiouser podcast. If you happen to fancy what you hear, please like, subscribe, and shout my podcast from the motherfucking rooftops. I'm Caitlin Gooch, your host, and truth be told, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm making it up as I go and letting you be a witness to my process. You are welcome. I want this to be a space of raw, unfiltered truth, the messy parts of life, and of course, something that quenches your thirst of being a nosy bitch who's curious about other people's lives, wives, and everything in between. P.S. Please run everything through your own internal system, aka if something in an episode doesn't feel like truth for you, light it on fire and forget it ever fucking happened. Without further ado, let the show begin. Good morning, my beautiful friends. Excited to have you here with me on the podcast today, where I introduce you to my friend, Lopa. Lopa in Visalvalia is a powerful multidimensional healer, clinical hypnotherapist, and divine fire alchemist. She witnesses powerful and highly sensitive legendary souls as they step into their next iteration of pure love, pure intuitive clarity, pure divine connection, and personal power. Above all, she activates souls to enter into their next soul evolution of massive power, liberation, abundance, and self-sourced expressions of truth. I hope that you guys enjoy listening to this podcast as much as I enjoyed having this conversation. Okay, hello and welcome to the Curious and Curiouser podcast. Today with me on the show, I have another friend whom I haven't met in the flesh, but have met through the powers that be social media Um, and another beautiful soul that I met, I think through Marketing Miracle, you, yeah. I've not, I've got a lot of online friends and I feel like a few of the key ones have come through Marketing Miracle. So just a moment to thank um, Rebecca for that one. (laughs) Uh, But today to the show, I would really like to welcome Lopa. And for me, this human is is this expression on the internet that when I witness and when I view her content and I am in her world and whether that is written or whether that is spoken, there is this like uh, current that is electrified in me. And for me, that's my feeling of knowing and being in the presence of uh, divinity and truth. And that doesn't come around a lot for me, especially in this world. And so I feel like being able to connect with you, Lopa, is um, such a really deep, divine, uh, magical occurrence every time. And it's the way that you talk for me just feels like it cuts through so many different layers. And I wanted you on this podcast today because I wanted my audience to be able to have an experience of that, to be able to witness that. I wanted to talk about 
what truth even means, um, how we become these channels of pure divine speech and just like a whole bunch of stuff like that. So I want to welcome you to the show and I just want to say thank you so much for being here. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. I am genuinely so honored and thrilled to be here. Um, I just love your energy and your presence. It's just so pure and so loving. So genuinely, thank you. Um, and it's interesting that you mentioned that you see me as this clear voice and channel. Um, and even when you originally proposed a topic for our conversation, I thought it was so beautiful that you were so clear on what we wanted to talk about and that you wanted to be the one to bring this conversation forth. And I just thought that was such a beautiful reflection because I think that's what it is. It's like knowing what we want and having the audacity to say it, come what may. <laughs> oh, and I feel like that in itself is like a practice of like, uh, first of all, figuring out what it is that you want and then actually having the courage to ask for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, that actually reminds me of, I, I had written a note to myself, I think it was a year ago in August. Um, and when I moved out of my office recently, I that note just like fell from somewhere, like literally in the middle of the floor. And mm -hmm. I read this like note to myself, which is really powerful. Um, but one of the last thing on that note was it was basically a letter to myself while I was speaking with God, you know, divine, the spirit, the universe, however anyone wants to call it for me, that's like the super conscious wisdom coming through. And the last thing on that note was you have only to ask and you will always find the answers that you seek. But the real question is, will you have the courage to take action oh I've got full body goosebumps because I I really want to get into like you know truth and the idea that we have around truth and how that is individual I guess for a lot of people but when you know truth you feel it but then there's that that next step it's like that I guess it's a little bit cliche but the answers are always within you and that's the truth but so much of the time you we, or in my experience, me, I'm not willing to really allow the answers to land or I haven't been in the past. I feel like it's a little bit different now, but I'd almost don't want to know because once you do know, then you have to have the courage to do something with those truths. And it's a lot easier, easier, quote unquote, sometimes to feel like, I don't know I'm not sure and it's like this you know wishy-washy kind of energy when once you are really honest um, and allow yourself to see the truth and have the answers that are within you then there is that next step and there is courage involved and that can be scary and that can put a lot of people off. Yeah I think that's so interesting and it's true and when you say that like what comes to mind for me is I really get that. And I see that a lot as well. But for me, what I see about like the truth about clarity even is even when we get clear, we still have a choice. Mm. Like I clearly know what I need to do or what would be best for me. 
And I still have a choice. I could choose not to do it. And that's totally fine too, you know? Um, but yeah, I think, I think that clarity and certainty and truth, these can be like heady words. Definitely. That's so true. Um, so in saying that, I'd, I'd kind of like to discuss, like, I guess, first of all, truth. And I, I'll explain what I, I see as truth. And then I'd love you to explain what truth, um, what your interpretation of truth is and, and just have a little discussion around that. So for me, when I either hear words or witness something being said or I'm in space with someone um, and what they are saying, there's like this feeling inside of me that I can feel like that feels like truth. Like someone tells me something in my body, it either feels like truth or it doesn't. And this is something that I've practiced and played with for a while because I think right at the beginning, I didn't necessarily know what truths were. And there'd been a lot of my life where I'd been given mistruths, but told that they were truths. So it was this experience. But for myself, it's like I've always known when someone says something, I can just feel it differently um, for me. And so when someone speaks and it feels like I see that a lot of things really energetically, it feels like it's just this clear expression of energy and it doesn't um, necessarily, it's not filtered through like societal conditioning or societal expectations or anything like that. It's almost just like, um, yeah, this expression of energy that needs to be shared. And then those who are meant to receive it as that expression will. But there's, I don't know, there's just something that you can tell. And I feel like humans can tell when something is, is being purely expressed. Mm -hmm. And now that I try to describe it in words, I'm like, I, I almost don't have the words for it. For me, it's a feeling. But I'd love yeah. to talk to you about, yeah, what you believe truth is, how you, uh, how you know truth and how you show up in your messaging. And as you speak, mm -hmm. um, whether or not you even feel like you're you're showing up as truth or you're just showing up, I guess, feeling like this is what needs to be shared and said. <laughs> mm, I love that. I love like the complexity of that question. Um, so on, on the idea that truth resonates, like I deeply agree with that, you know, that truth resonates, like you feel it in your body, you feel it in your bones. Um, and I think that when people many times I noticed that conceptualizing it almost gets harder because anytime we're up in our head, um, then I'm not sure that what it is could be truth, right? Because mm -hmm. now we're just thinking about it, but like mm -hmm. the body, knows, you know, the body knows what feels like truth and you know, it's true. Um, and so, yeah, that's part of the work, part of the work. I feel that even to talk about what is truth and how can we perceive it and know it in our body is we have to be in our body. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the first thing about that, that I would say, which also relates to like how we get to truth is, as you mentioned, the conditioning, you know, we really have to be willing to, to feel the truth in our body 
versus go along with what is said to be true. So the actual truth, I believe, is different than what people may say, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so like relating that to messaging, um, for me, it's, well, I, I also see truth as, so in Sanskrit, the word is sat, which means truth, or satya, which is also an expression of truth. And so sat is God, it is divinity, it is the universe, you know? Mm -hmm. And so in a way, like whenever we're in our body, whenever I'm in, our in my body, um, what's coming forth is the truth. You know, it's my authentic truth. And it's really up to me to know whether or not I'm in my body or if I'm speaking from a different place, you know, like yeah. how could anyone else ever know that or, or decide that or judge that, you know, um, but I can feel it. And then as you're saying, like you can feel it in reception, you can mm -hmm. feel that, oh, that lands that feels grounded you know um so in my messaging i think that the thing that i have to work the hardest at is to stay out of my head um you know and to not try to do it right at all mm -hmm. um, yeah i'm not sure if i answered your question but those are a few of the things that came up no i love that and even just the word resonates like that wasn't even in my uh in my field at that time but that just sums it up perfectly it's like when someone says something that's on such a resonant level with you in your body that is for me when I know okay this this is landing and this is grounding that this is this is a message that I need to hear or the world needs to hear which I quite often find when I read the way you write things and I love it um it's really special. I'm, I'm curious if this is something that's always kind of been uh, here for you or it's a journey that you've been on to come to this place of like knowing that the most important thing for you is to to have that authenticity when you are sharing a message and um, be connected to source or life force or God or the universe or however you choose to identify however, whoever's listening. Um, if that's been a journey for you? Yeah, um, you know, what's interesting is I'm only recently, like, I would say even in the, like, past month or so, like, actually putting words to the fact that I am such a clear voice, you know? So it's so interesting that you bring this up because I feel like until now, who I am was just a natural part of my being, and mm -hmm. I took it for granted. And so then to be asked, like, so how did you get here? It's like, oh, you know, I didn't even realize that I'm standing here and speaking in this way. Um, but for me, the way I would say that it's just me being me unfolded is I got clearer and clearer over time on the difference between following and trusting my intuition. And I think that's what led me down this journey of becoming a clearer and clearer voice. I feel like since I was young, 
Um, I've always had a beautiful singing voice and I have taken classes, but they didn't teach me how to sing. And it's very interesting that like in Indian classical music, there's, there's things called rags. And so they use different tones. So like, let's say this rag, it's like kind of like a key, but not in this rag only has these seven tones. But the way that it's set up is you can only sing those tones in a specific pattern. If you're going up, you have to skip this note. If you're coming down, you have to go down like this. And when I sing, I naturally sing that way, but I never learned it, like not in this life, you know? So for me, like I truly feel that a lot of my gifts, especially around my voice, um, they come from many past lives and also like my generational and ancestral gifts. Um, like my, my grandfather, he used to sing and um, he was a very devotional and spiritual person. And so was his father, you know? And so me being born and knowing these things and my voice being a frequency and channel of that energy, it just makes a lot of sense. But I would say it was a couple of years ago when I first had, I had a group past life um, healing session with hypnosis. And that was the first time that I saw one of my past lives. And in that life, um, God was telling me like, literally was one sentence that you are a direct line to the divine like a direct line. And I just saw it as like a phone, you know, it's like, there's just a direct line of communication. And I think it really took me some time to accept that, but I've always been this person. No, oh, I love that. I would love to um, just talk a little bit about like past life healings and mm -hmm. um, past life experiences and um, if no one has heard of that, what that actually is, um, and yeah, your experience with that. So was the group one your first one, and have you been doing, have you had more experiences since? Yeah, so that was my first experience of it. I was actually, like, at school at the time, and it was just, like, a weekend experience, and we were going to learn more about, because I guide people to do past life healing like in my work right so we were going to mm -hmm. learn more about that and I thought well let me go to this group experience and experience it for myself because I was just so excited um and then yeah so I had that first experience and then I had personal experiences which were mind-blowing because I was like oh my gosh this is me you know like I remembered who I was and that this is the kind of work that I've been doing for lifetimes you know just like going deep into meditation, receiving the wisdom and writing it in words. Like that's literally my gift is I can, I give that energy, a clear voice, like in words, like I have notebooks and notebooks filled with just writing, you know, mm -hmm. that it comes through in words for me. I mean, I see colors and pictures as well, but that's one of my gifts. That's why when my clients are in hypnosis, I know the words to say, they just come, you know, it's just a mm -hmm. steady stream. I don't have to think about it. Um, but yeah, so that was like my first experience. And then I had a few more experiences since then. And now it just comes through naturally, you know, sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night 
and I'll have remembered something from a past life that's only coming up so that I can heal it and transform it. And so now it just happens very naturally for me. It's not that I have to do a session for myself or go to someone. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, for anyone who doesn't know what that is, um, I see it as a belief system. So if you believe that your soul is born into this lifetime and you have access to this lifetime's memories, but the moment before your soul chose to come into this life and chose to have this particular life purpose, you were just a soul. You were, you were your fullest multidimensional self, you know? And so when you can go back to that place, you also have access to all of the wisdom you have collected throughout lifetimes. Again, it's a choice. Um, but I see, and this is something that makes me very different from most people who kind of delve into the realm of almost any type of healing that goes into the past, whether it's this life regression work or past life regression work. I see it as very powerful and I don't think that you need a lot of sessions around it. I only do at the basic level, I would only do two past life sessions. One is to go back to the past life that's the source of your greatest block because that's probably what's just holding up the most amount of energy. And then to go back to the past life that is a source of your greatest gift that would be useful in this lifetime. And so I see, I see the memories of the past as something that can amplify our current life experience. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a lot of, it's guided visualization, but it's, you know, like you can feel it in your body. You're like, oh my gosh, this is me. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And I love that you bring up like being able to, um, you know, possibly go through something that you've been through in a past life and heal that and allow that energy to be free and flowing in this lifetime and, I think that's interesting to note because so many people, I guess, look at it in such that linear way, like this is the lifetime we're in. Um, you know, some people refer to karma, quote unquote, and things like that. But it's like, if you look at it at that multidimensional level, that there are lifetimes that you've lived before being here, um, maybe not even on this planet. Mm -hmm. I think that's just like a beautiful thing to open people's minds up to because it's not, it doesn't all have to have stemmed from here. And, you know, we talk about like childhood trauma and the things that we've been through and that is all so relative to our experience right now and our human experience. And also um, it's just kind of like, it can be like the tip of the iceberg but it also doesn't have to be everything. I don't know if that makes sense. Like it can be everything, but also nothing. And then. <laughs> I love that. I love that like nuance that you brought out of it because I fully agree. It is the tip of the iceberg. And it's also the reason like sometimes people will come to me and they've read books and they're so curious about past life work and past life healing, you know? But mm -hmm. from my perspective, if we haven't, worked through the patterns that are holding us back from this lifetime there is absolutely zero reason to go digging anywhere else you know mm -hmm. so in that way there's that as well but then at the same time if we are experiencing any pattern in this life in this present moment because the present moment is what matters 
Mm-hmm. Well, it makes so much sense that we also experience that pattern possibly in childhood and most likely in multiple past lives, you know, so if it's coming up now, it's coming up so just so that it can be seen and alchemized. And so we don't have to be healing forever. You know, we don't have to be constantly digging through any of this all from my perspective, the way I see it is all we really need to do is like, where am I right now? Like, and where do I want to expand into? And if anything is holding me back, okay, let's clean that up, you know. I like that so refreshing as well, because in my experience and a lot of people I know, like we start this journey of either personal development, self-development or healing. Um, And I really don't like using the word healing because I feel like we're not broken. We're just like alchemizing different things. Like, and that's probably a whole nother conversation, but um, it's like we have, we start this journey and then we're like, oh my God, I have this pattern and I have this trauma and I have this baggage and I have this thing. And it can feel overwhelming. Like there's all these things that we need to fix about ourselves because we're wrong and something's wrong or it's not right. But also it it doesn't have to be like that. Like you just talking about what's present for me right now in this moment and how can I move through that to expand. You don't have to heal all of your childhood trauma or you don't have to go through every single trigger and pattern. It's like, I think we can get stuck there. Like I need to do this. I've got more to do. I need to do that. And I I just love that. It just seems like it seems so obvious, but I think sometimes we just completely miss it that it's not about, you know, digging to the bottom of the every single thing that annoys you or triggers you. It's like it doesn't have to be like that. You don't have to get caught up there. You can you can be in that present, just like you said. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's why I feel like it matters so much, like who we even discuss these topics with, like whether it's friends or a mentor or um, somebody who's like truly skilled and nuanced in holding this type of space, because I really feel that if, if anyone is going to spend an hour or two hours to have a breakthrough in a specific area of their life, like we're going, it's going to be a full circle. It has to be a full circle. You know, we don't go back to something and then sit there and then mm-hmm. take the whole thing apart. And now we're just this like crying heap of a mess. And now what, you know, like, that's not how it goes. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you guys, we're going to go in there with purpose, with clarity, with precision, you know, it's like, there's a full circle because we're whole when we go in, we're whole when we come out, we're whole the entire way through. It's just like a different cathartic learning opportunity, like a, a wisdom journey. Let's collect some jewels. Like, let me remember more of who I am, you know, and if that feels expansive, like if that feels like an amplification for your soul, like, yeah, let's do it, but never from a place of there's something that needs to be fixed. I fully agree with that. I I just even love that expression. I feel like everything you say, I'm like, oh my God, yes, more. Like, um, I have had a lot of talk therapy and there's definitely a time in my life where I didn't know any different and it was really helpful and I I owe my life to it and because of the experiences I've had and because that like it's been over 12 years of having some therapies and then finding what 
I guess we call alternative therapies like hypnosis and NLP and Reiki and things like that. And now because I've had so much of the learning and experience in all of them, so many people do just get stuck in therapy and I think therapy is great and I I don't want people not to go to therapy because I feel like that can be so helpful um I I don't want anyone to to get that wrong therapy is great and there's also different modalities and alternate therapies that do get you right to the root of whatever you need to experience and then bring you out the other side and with talk therapy you can sometimes get so stuck there because that is how it is designed and that's not a bad thing but I think opening that conversation and that door for more people to want to try alternate therapies and I think because there's that that name first alternate or alternative therapy it puts people off and I guess it only has that name because western doctors have come in and said this is what this is therapy this is what needs to get done but it's like there are other therapies that you can choose and exploring those can be life-changing yeah 100 percent. and I mean and I am the same way like I've been to therapy and at that time in my life like it was it was a lifeline you know and I and I think that the way that it works differently is like if you're in the water or you're in the ocean you're treading water like yeah you definitely just need a lifeboat right then you know just Mm -hmm. like two and you're just holding on but you're holding on so that you don't go down under right and that's so that's very very important and and in those forms of support it's like you're holding steady you're staying exactly where you are so you won't go down under but then when you realize that I'm ready to swim to shore I'm ready to live a whole different life like Mm -hmm. I'm ready to close this chapter and like carry it with me with grace and knowing this is my truth and my memories and I honor myself for what I've walked through and I I want to be on this island now and I want to do new other things like that's when you know like now I'm looking for a breakthrough now Mm -hmm. I'm looking for a different energy I'm done with this loop you know and so I think people realize after a certain point when they're ready and that's the thing we have to be ready because Mm -hmm. you know it's a choice it's a desire it's an agency Mm -hmm. I'm just like having the best time on this podcast of the way that you bring in those visualizations and you alchemize what I say even just to make it more relatable because like this is just my favorite thing um and so I'd also really like to talk about like uh a lot of the work you do is the is hypnosis and um taking people to that meditative state where I think some people can be uh, hesitant towards hypnosis because you are in a state where you are open to being um, influenced by what is said. And I don't think people are also aware that you're still in control. So if someone says something that you're not open to receiving, it's not like you're not going to be manipulated and coerced into being someone that's not you, if that makes sense. So I'd I'd love to talk about hypnotherapy and if you could explain, I guess, a little bit more clear what that is and um, the work that you do as well, because I I know that this is a big part of your your gift. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's, so 
all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. So if a person does not want to be in a focused, relaxed, meditative state, they won't even be in it. And it really has nothing to do with me because all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. And number two, every time we daydream or if you cheer for a sports game or you cry at a movie or you're driving home and you lose track of the exit and you just take the normal exit you do but you were meant to go somewhere else, that's environmental hypnosis. Mm -hmm. So the point of me saying all of that is to just share that it's a natural energy of our own being. It's not being put on us by anyone else. It's just being invoked. It's like inviting a child to daydream. You know, it's like mm. a child is already capable of doing that and would love to daydream about this beautiful fairy castle and what kind of flowers are we going to put in there? And is the sun shining? Like to be invited to daydream is so beautiful. Mm. And so what I use primarily in my work is nature imagery. And a lot of people use a lot of different things, but my desire and my great love is, is nature. And so I feel that it's a very nourishing and very healing imagery that we use to speak to the subconscious mind. And it's very true that the sub, we ask the subconscious mind to be open to positive healing intentions by choice. If you don't want to be open to positive healing intentions, you literally wouldn't be there. You know, you literally wouldn't turn on the audio to listen to it or, you know, come to a group session. And so that agency and that choice coming first and then realizing that, oh my gosh, hypnosis or this deep meditative state of mind is actually just a natural state of mind. Well, how can I leverage that? How could I leverage that so that I can be freer, happier, more relaxed in an even more beautiful state of health and vitality? There's so many things that we can do. Um, so when you realize that, you're like, oh, well, well, let me leverage this. Um, because the other thing that's really cool about it is it's the same state of mind. So if we were to connect, like, you know, all the things and and check on the brain waves going on. It's the same state of mind that we're in in the deepest of sleep. So if you're doing like a 30 minute hypnosis audio and I can't speak for anyone else's work but I could speak for mine. If you're doing 30 minutes of that work and you're just listening and taking a nap while you listen to it, 30 minutes is equal to three hours of the deepest sleep, you know? So like coming to a group session like that's two hours, right? So that's like 12 hours of deep sleep. And so it just like makes so much sense that when people open their eyes and they're sharing their thoughts and, oh, I had this experience and I had this experience, everyone's face just looks like so bright and radiant because you just had this like divine sleep facial, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a dialogue. It's not even, you're not even really sleepy. It's just it's just a very focused dialogue and my job as a multidimensional healer and a hypnotherapist and among so many other things is to support your heart and your subconscious to walk along the path that you decided you wanted to walk on, you know, and to keep the conscious thinking mind out of the way because that was the problem. The overthinking was the problem. But when we stay here, we can open so many doors. Um, yeah. 
so that's like a general idea of like what it actually is it's just it's guided work and it's on zoom but we really don't use the video that much it's more audio and mm -hmm. you just like you sit back and you relax and we share our intentions and we walk through it and we dialogue um and i would say like a giant chunk of my work is done through the audios as well so sometimes people just buy the audio collection and you have this like beautiful toolkit for your whole body like your mind body soul energy all five layers of you to just come into like a deeper harmony with your authentic self and that naturally becomes like the shedding machine it's like a Roomba in your body and brain and so it's just like shedding all of the random things and the vibrations and the conditioning that never was yours and so a lot of the work is done with audios that people listen to before they sleep and things like that so there's different avenues but it's it's even hard for me to just call it hypnosis at this point because what i'm doing is so different mm -hmm. um I love that and I I love my own experience of like hypnosis and yeah, the relaxation that comes with it but also like it does feel like for me that things start to vibrate on a different level and my body starts to like want to be different in the way that my thoughts start to run when I am conscious uh, it is different and it is changing and I guess like that's part of the profound work with hypnosis is you get the conscious mind out of the way and you're tapped into that subconscious part of the brain so you're starting to make changes at that level which means that they start to run your life um, yeah. and so yeah it, it does happen so quickly and so fast because you're not trying to have your conscious mind make you aware of these things or the moment they're already in the background running the new show <laughs> Yes, exactly. I love how you get that so deeply. It's that's exactly it. And and the subconscious is 97% of us. So if we were if we wanted to make progress in our life, the conscious is the last thing I would look at. The only job of the conscious mind initially in my opinion is to make the decision. Oh, hey, here's a part of my life that I want to expand in and then do the subconscious work. And now you're gonna have 97% of the energy, just like all guns ahead, all guns blazing, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so when you have that on an instinctual level, as you said, you don't have to convince your conscious mind to speak your truth. It's just mm -hmm. gonna come out of your mouth. Yeah, oh, I love that. And that's also something I, um, I'd like to to speak to with you and we spoke about it before we hit record here and I think I think it's a message that is important for people to hear and to witness so that they can maybe practice in their lives and you spoke about uh, just showing up to spaces and trusting that what is being said is what needs to be said and what needs to be heard and I've spoken to this in a couple of my um, my personal episodes in the podcast that there used to be a part of me that was scared that I would say it wrong or I'd get it wrong or whatever. And I just had to decide that and practice and trust that what I'm going to say, even if it feels like a tangent or I've got no idea why I'm bringing it up, is for someone. Someone is going to listen and hear that and it's going to be perfect. And 
might sound messy to everyone else and it might sound like it's just utter chaos but the way I just have to trust in every moment that everything that I decide to share and that comes to my mind to be talked about is for someone and I don't have to know how or why and I can let go of what I think it should look like so that I can trust in my messiness and my chaoticness and we spoke about something similar for you and I don't feel like you come across as messy or chaotic at all um I think that's just like a part of who I am (laughs) but I'd love to speak to that more about that that practice of just trusting that I'm sharing what someone needs to hear absolutely and I would say that I am moving into this more and trusting myself as well, you know, and one of the biggest lessons I feel like I've been learning in the past few years is I keep being shown that your authentic truth is the medicine, like your authentic truth is the medicine and it applies to everything. Like if I'm feeling upset I'm supposed to be upset. If I'm feeling tired, I'm supposed to be tired. Like the faster I've applied this truth to all levels of my life, the faster like pure peace and presence and divinity and liberation has just like flowed in. And I really believe it's true, you know? And so if my authentic truth is the medicine, a hundred percent of the time, then my job is to just show up and be me. Mm -hmm. I can't plan for it. I can't plan for how to be me perfectly. I'm already being me. Mm -hmm. You know? I love that. And that that remembering that, like, yeah, your authentic truth is the medicine 100% of the time. And then like you are going to change and you are going to evolve and your truth can change and evolve because you're not always going to be tired all of the time. So you're tired in that moment and that's beautiful and true. And then that will move and transmute. Or if you do have an idea about something uh, that feels like truth for you and you're sharing that, that also has the opportunity to transform and change. And um, I've spoken about this before on the podcast about everything I say I'm scared of things I say in this moment being held against me because I know that in the next moment it can be completely different and I think that's also just part of the practice and part of the journey is when you are in your authentic truth that is true for you in that moment and that can change yeah and that that is okay and just remembering that you don't have to worry about what you did say or what you might say like if you are anchored into that grounded place of peace and truth within you, that is that for that moment. Yeah. And I, when you say that, like what comes to mind is just like me holding space for myself, you know, like, am I willing to allow myself to be truthful in this moment, knowing that I can change my mind anytime I choose? Like, I sometimes feel like it's me. It's me that needs to give myself permission to be that way because I would never hold it against someone else. I would never say, hey, yesterday you said you loved red and now you love pink. What's up with that? (laughs) You know? And so as long as I'm not judging myself, 
or changing my mind if I should change my mind or if I don't you know like if there's that infinite love in space um, then that gets to continue I've also found this to be very interesting like not only with friends but also clients it's like when I have an authentic truth that I allow myself to present I almost 100% of the time find that that other person shares that same truth. There's been so many times where both of us would be like, hey, so how are you feeling on Thursday? You know, it's like we have a session lined up, but it's like there's something coming up and she's like, oh, well, you know what? I, I wasn't feeling that great either. Would you mind if we rescheduled? I'm like, I'm feeling the same way. You know, it's like, so when I truly feel that when we show up in authenticity, it makes space for authenticity to show up for us as well. And it just really leads to these like seamless interactions where we just get more and more supported in knowing that there's evidence that, oh, wow, my authentic truth is safe, you know? Mm. Oh, yes, I love that. And for anyone listening who who feels like that's just maybe even so far away, it is just a moment-to-moment practice. And sometimes at the beginning, it might not be received in the way that you wish it to be received. Um, and that can be so many reasons. And in my experience, a lot of it is just I hadn't been truthful enough around the people I was spending time with and they just they they weren't the people that I moved forward spending time with because they just weren't my people they weren't bad people were not wrong nothing just not my people and so I wasn't always met with that same vulnerability or authenticity or honesty but it had to be a practice so that I could be met with that because I needed to move and change and have the courage to have these experiences so that I could be in spaces where this is just natural and where this is just my truth because it is a huge part of who I am and how I want to live. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. I think that is actually the biggest gift that we could give to the world is if I can allow myself to be so truthful, so authentic, so free, like that energy itself is a gift of liberation for other people, you know? Yes, a, a very big courageous gift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because people can feel that. I feel that people can feel that. Like whether or not in your presence or in my presence, they feel spaciousness to be fully and holy themselves. Oh, I definitely love that um, witnessing and that reminder because that is something I really strive for is to create that space for people to be themselves and I guess in turn allow myself to be myself completely. Yeah. I want to ask you some quick fire questions before we end the call today but before I do is there anything else that you'd like to speak to or you're feeling um you're feeling called to share or any messages that you might want to to drop in for us um 
the only thing coming to me is that this idea, this word of super conscious wisdom, like whether you call that the divine God or spirit, like it truly resides. I feel that its gate and its door is in the subconscious mind. And so I just think it's a beautiful practice for us to allow ourselves to be with ourselves and our subconscious mind is where all of our feelings and experiences live. And so that, that doesn't need to be a scary place or a dark place, but it's in that darkness that we find the light and it's always there and it always comes through. So I just wanted to say that, you know, that there's so much wealth and beauty and we all have access to it. You know, there's, everyone is actually a divine channel. You know, you have access to that truth and wisdom. Love that. And like, for me, thinking of the subconscious as like a void and the darkness that comes within a void. But I think often we confuse like darkness, meaning like, um, like a depth that is, is not light and is not nice but darkness doesn't have to mean like anything bad or anything like wrong it's it's through the dark that we have the light and it's being in this space of like everything and nothing and all of it to be able to like mine and find that light and find those expressions of ourselves that that make us open and that make us light up and that want us to like radiate and be in this world and I love that visual and that that experience and that expression of working within the subconscious mind Mm -hmm. I feel that and I love the way that you explained it to you it almost like looks like this like beautiful vortex of the yin and the yang you know like the darkness and the light and how all of it is just a part of us. Um, tell us here on the podcast, where can we find you? Where can my listeners find you? So I have an Instagram and it's awaken.purandri, P-U-R-A-N-D-H-R-I. And I also have a website, which is awakenpurandri.com. Amazing. And I will put those in the show notes. So there'll be links under the podcast for people to find you there. Um, so quick fire questions today. What is your star sign or your sun sign in, in astrology? Ooh, I am a cancer. Oh, yes. Um, your favorite author? Oh, good question. can't think of one right now (laughs) that's okay um is there something that you're currently reading it's so funny it's just like right now my task is to to bring through what I'm bringing through next um gene keys is something that I'm very interested in though so I would say that's probably what I'm currently reading Your favorite movie? I 
love, I love the new version of Mulan. So I would say that's one of my favorites. I love that. Um, one food you would take with you if you were stuck on a deserted island? <laughs> oh my gosh, I love this. Um, okay, it's gonna have to be ice cream. <laughs> what flavor? We didn't get a cooler, so you know we're gonna have to eat it fast. Uh, how about mint chocolate chip? <laughs> oh my god, that's one of my favorite flavors of ice cream. Oh my gosh, mine too. <laughs> um, and something you wish you could tell your younger self. Oh, I would tell her that you always knew, you always knew the truth, and it's safe to trust yourself. Your vision is clear. Oh. Well, I just want to say a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here today, for having this conversation, for allowing this dialogue, because it, it's been beautiful for me. And I, I just feel really thankful that I'm um, in a space that I can provide this kind of conversation for the world to witness as well. So thank you so much for being here. Oh my gosh, you're so welcome. And thank you so much for having me. It's genuinely such an honor. Oh, and I just love the, the beauty and the joy that gets to come with this. And hopefully that anyone who's listening can find whatever's meant for them. Thank you so much. Have you heard? I'm hosting a kick-ass slumber party for bitches that want to get up in 2023's titties and you're invited. It's called The Playhouse and pretty much what we are going to do is meet up online every three months starting January the 15th and just check in. Think Legally Blonde meets Playboy Bunny. We're going to talk about how the year is going, journal on where we want to be, hang out with fun bitches and share stories about what's real and true for us in the moment. Drink margaritas, dance to bangers, I mean it's going to be fucking awesome. If you are sick of having your year fly by, sick of the idea of having another fucking boring year, or you just want some more fun, more spice, more laughter in your life, then the Playhouse is for you. To find out more and join us as we embark on a year like none other, head over to my Instagram, the link is in the show notes, and send me a DM. The whole year of connection, check-ins, and more fun than you've had in years for $111 if you sign up before the 31st of December. I can't fucking wait. See you there.